I'm Josh Sigmund, and I'm a mortgage lender. I'm also a geek for money, not just earning it and saving it, but literally everything about it. I love that money has rules. It has its truths. I love investment strategies, and I love making money work for us. For so many, money is emotional. For me, it's logical, like a puzzle. My passion is also helping others with their money. I love looking at people's finances, dissecting their puzzle, and rebuilding with strategy and purpose, and I'm really good at it. I'm making this podcast about my money strategies, not the things that are written in books or sold in programs. It's a podcast outlining the lessons I've learned and used for the past 15 years. These strategies help me and those who use them save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. Let me teach you how to build your net worth. You ready? Welcome to Sigmund Sense. Ready? I like your hat too. We so, like your hat, yep. Gabe. And welcome back to Sigmund Sense. And we're going to have a fun conversation today. We you are. Say, but first, um, you know, we have that really cool email address, sigmundsense oh yeah. at gmail.com. And we have a question. So we're going to make the entire episode based on that question, I believe. Yeah. So talk slow. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. No, this is not. This is. Okay. We have two questions then. Okay. We have two that we can talk about. Well, this one's from this my one. buddy, Eric. Eric asked a question about how you define success. So I love. Super interesting question. I love unpacking this, this uh, is, topic. Th- this is worth an hour. This yeah, is worth totally. an hour. So Eric, kudos to you, buddy. And uh, and I hope this helps. But Yes. And also for those that want to send in a question, but maybe uh, want to be left anonymous, we can totally do that too. So That's just true. let us know if, you know, hey, I don't want my name blasted. I get that. Um, just throw it in the email. But it's been fun getting all the questions. And Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So so here's the question, you know, the question on the table today is how you define success. And so I started thinking about that as like, you know, that's not, that's not an easy question to answer because th- obviously uh, there's not a definition for everybody. Say, it's not one not size really fit all. an answer. So I'll tell you the, that when I was thinking about it late, late last night, because uh, I did think about this late last night, there are four basic answers I came up with that will probably equate to most of anyone listening uh, to really narrow it down. Two we'll talk about, two we won't, but um, <laughs> strictly biologically, Success is determined by the the uh, continuance of the species, so we can start there. If you have kids, I mean, well done. Well done. Check. <laughs> Check the box. I have three. I am doing my civic duty. I'm trying to raise good kids. Absolutely. I would take it a step further. I would say that if you uh, have kids that can take care of themselves, and uh, and that you can provide for and take care of as well, then you're doing a great job. Uh, I don't think it, it's an amount of money. I think it's can you bring kids up to be better than you and do better than you and and. Are they going to be people that you want to hang out with? Little humans that are fun. I mean, yes. like that is such a big deal. I want to be able to enjoy when they come over at Christmas or yeah. call me and say, hey, it's Sunday. Do you want to go have a drink and watch football or yep. baseball? You know, yep. like I, I think do. it's a very controversial conversation too uh, in this piece because I don't care what political party you are. I, I know which one, uh, if you're not with me or against me and you're wrong, but um, I will say that there are, um, unfortunately, situations, and it's it's really somewhat um, widespread where people use kids as a mode of income, um, and that's yeah. a it's a real situation that you know yeah. some uh, uh, poverty stricken areas of the country uh, mm-hmm. really are stuck. If you go back to the good old days, a couple thousand years ago, 
uh, when we were all agriculture based, you wanted to have as many kids as you could because that's a whole lot more hands to plant seeds and, yeah. and carry fruit, right? Yeah. Um, so I say this lightly, but uh, I would actually start with, uh, you know, having kids, adopting kids, raising kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that is, is uh, for me, a big success point. So right? I'll tell you, uh, we have a very clear uh, path of success that we're on right now as parents. And um, I don't, do you ever watch the show American Housewife? It's a sitcom. Thank God, no. It's so good. It's no. so good. So when they you have, have time to watch that. They I have. have oh, I, I mean, I just sit around and binge all day. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? So they have a. It's a, a family of five. The daughter's the oldest. She is leaving for college, so she's in her mm-hmm. senior year of high school, and she is such an airhead, and it is hilarious. It's it is so funny. And the middle son is the, he literally has, you know, success posters all over his wall. And he's like, you know, trying to start hedge funds and trying to figure out he's, uh, he wants to go to Harvard. And the only way he's going to get into Harvard is by being a, a ballerina. So he, I mean, it's just so polar opposites. Right. And the oldest daughter they realized was completely unprepared to go to college. And so they created a life skills list for her. And it has all sorts of things, how to change a tire, how to plunge a toilet, how to jump a car, um, everything. And so we created one for KK. Did you? And it has been so much fun. Um, Not saying that KK is a total airhead. She's not. She's not. She's very intelligent, but she does definitely have some moments. Um, But, and and she would agree, by the way, Um, But it's also funny that you just don't know what you have forgotten to teach them. Example, we went to the grocery store on Sunday and you know how you went in the produce section, you gather it all up and then you put in a SKU number to weigh it. Mm -hmm. She had no idea. That's funny. Like, how do you miss that? How do I, meaning me, how do I miss that? But I guess you just assume they're watching you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I so mean, there's, there's plenty of examples of that. I, I think that you're right about it. Um, I think one of the easiest ones that uh, try, if you want to test your kids, have them read a map. Oh, try that one. Uh, when when your phone tells you turn right, turn left. Oh my gosh! Have them look at a map. Like she uh, ask, know. ask like literally just be at your local HEB or whatever and mm-hmm. say point in the direction there are houses. Oh. People are, kids are cra- like, they, they get, they're they, lost. No, My buddy has no a, idea. Yeah, Jeremiah has a, a, a company that he does um, wildlife biology. So he goes out in the middle of the freaking woods and like thousands and thousands of acres. And he's going to look at, you know, herps and, and amphibians, and all this stuff. And he has these college kids and graduates from A&M that go out there with him to go uh, do whatever. And uh, he was telling me a story about one of them. They all have GPSs because they've got to mark where they're at. And uh, one of them, the GPS wasn't working. And he's like, oh my God, how are we going to get back to the car? He's like, well, I mean, the car is that way. It's, we'll just start walking that, start way. Walking that way. Right? Like, but people are looking from. down all the time. They're not looking at their environment. That's what we decided is the reason is, I mean, They're looking literally, down. I was like, KK, do you know what our crossroads are? Like, where our house is? Where, what would you tell people? She's like, um... It is bizarre. So now that's what we're doing when we're when she's driving. I'm like, and this is what road? With the and quiz? this is a weird tangent that we're going on. <laughs> yeah, but um, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get back to the definition of success. The first one's kids, and I agree. It's it's like, can we bring up good, healthy, uh, 
contributing members to society, humans mm-hmm. that you want to hang out with and there are a bunch of assholes, right? Don't be um, an asshole. It's Marlo. The second Ralph's one, I, I think that a lot of our viewers uh, would agree with, this would be another definition of success that I think people often miss is, um, do you know where you're going? Like there's a lot of people that are spiritually driven, mm-hmm. right? And success would be whichever religion you might be. Like, do you get to hang out with the big guy? Yeah. Right? Um, and I don't want to miss that either because mm-hmm. uh, there, there, I actually, I love that concept because it removes a lot of stress in the day-to-day activity. If that's really the thing and then you yeah. act out mm-hmm. that thing every day, um, then there's a lot of stuff here on earth that we get really pissed out, pissed off and bent out of shape about that really don't matter it if you just, have a spiritual bone in your body yeah. and the big picture doesn't matter. So don't forget to, uh, this goes back to why we talked about the, the wheel of life and, and the balance in, in life, because that's a big part of success too. But obviously the two that business people for a money show money, people would be interested in, I guess that it's worth talking about today would be, uh, how do you define success? And it usually comes down to money and time, money and time, money and time, money, money and time, time. career. Yeah. So it's, uh, people will, will say, well, you know, if I can make X, then I'll be successful. People will say, if I can make X in under this number of hours, that'd be successful. People, uh, read the book, the four hour work week, because if they could just get by, but do it in four hours a week, that would be that successful. Would be su- uh, there's a million definitions, but they almost always cross roads at some combination of, of yeah. money and time. And, um, and so I think that's where it's probably worth, worth going into too. I am very clear about my definition of success and I've said enough times in my office that my team actually bought a uh, sign for me a couple of years back that's on my wall in my office. And my definition, definition of success is really e- easy. It's doing what I want, when I want, with who I want. That's my mm. definition of success, doing what I want, I was thinking when you, I want. Um, um, about your definition of a good day and the laughter. That's what I, th- oh, yeah. where I thought you were going. But That's my kids right there. I can define a good day for sure too. And actually yeah. we'll, we'll go into that. I don't want to forget to bring that up. That's excellent. Good day. But uh, definition definition of success uh, for me is doing what I want, when I want, with whom I want, right? So want, how do I you do that? That's the question, right? Because if you are struggling at home and you're barely paying the bills, then that might require you to do a job that you might not like, that yeah. work for somebody that you don't like, um, and certainly you'd rather be with, with your kids or whatever, or, or fishing than where you're at. And so that can be a, a, a grind so as well. So let me ask you this, and this might mm-hmm. be a little bit of a tangent, but yep. that's what we're doing today. Well, that's what you're good it's at. tangent Tuesday. <laughs> um, so if you <clears throat> have, you know, you have to pay the bills, you got to take this job. It's what is available. It's the mm-hmm. job that you get. Mm-hmm. Um, how long do you think you should stay in that job because it's it's getting you it's getting the necessities taken care of uh, that, therein lies the question so let's talk right about this. like that's, no that's worth talking about because yeah. uh, i'll give you two specific stories i can think of right now that are happening and i can give you the scientific answer is my professional answer so uh, my mother-in-law uh her her husband uh passed away three years ago and um, you know, she's terrified that she'll outlive her money, right? Like this is a situation for a lot of retired people. Yeah. Uh, but she sits on a piece of property in a, a very desirable part of New Braunfels. And when she sells it, she'll never have to think about it again. It's just the truth, right? I know the value of the property. I know how frugal she she's, is as a German so lady. So she's worried about 
living longer than that piece of land will be able well, to Well, like or, or she's not making that. choices to do anything because she's afraid about running out of money, right? My and, Nana was de- like, I mean, terrified of that as well. Well, and so, so this is goes back to kind of that question of time and money, right? Um, and so this is more of a sensitive personal subject, but I think that it, it relates to so many people it's worth sharing. But, um, you know, Christie's dad and mom are these old Germans that are Germans that, uh, you know, they saved every dollar. They, they never threw away anything. Like there's a, every, everything that you're about to throw away that was your kids is an artifact that deserves its place in the attic. Right. Um, and I love that about them. And they have amassed, you know, land, they've amassed um, you know, a couple of rental properties over a lifetime. And they, and the two of them, I remember their conversations five years ago, you know, they wanted to be closer to the grandkids. The grandkids are, you know, 30 minutes away where, where I live. And, um, and they were always talking about one day, someday we should sell this property. We can buy a property close to Josh and Christy. And, uh, but they never did because they wanted the property value to keep going up, keep going up because they were ah. afraid of, of running out of money. Right. And so on the one really sad part of the conversation, you know, my father-in-law died. Yeah. So, you know, th- this is a ongoing conversation on social media, on TikTok with generational differences of live for today. You don't, you know, tomorrow's not, not ever promised. And there's truth to that. There, there is, is absolute, truth. there I is know. truth oh to that. Oh my gosh, yes. So this is the balancing this act. This is the balancing act. Because, then, you know, the argument is, is like, I want to climb a mountain when I'm 30, not when I'm 70. Mm-hmm. I want to go visit the world when I'm 20, not when I'm 60. You know, I, um, and so generational differences, people, uh, you know, one day, no someday do it. there's no guarantee of tomorrow. There is no guarantee tomorrow. So, but know. there is a guarantee that you'll need money if you're still alive tomorrow. Um, so that, that is, is that is a guarantee, <laughs> that right? That is a guarantee. So, so when you go, so that's one story I think about. So I literally had this conversation last night. It's interesting that you brought this up. Last night, I'm sitting there talking to uh, my mother-in-law and I brought that up, that literally, that story I brought up. I said, hey, listen, like, it's been three years. Why don't you come be my neighbor? When are you going to be my neighbor? You're here every day. Yeah. Like, I don't need you driving 30 minutes each way. Why don't you just be my neighbor? Come and on. and she still said, well, she verbalized it. Uh, you know, I'm af- afraid that I won't be able to afford it. So I did the quick math of how long do you think you're going to live? And she told me an age that everyone thinks they're going to live, you know, and I presume 30 years longer. Wow. And I said, okay, so 30 years longer would be an overestimate. And she said, yep. I said, cool. You will not run out of money. Period. End of story. I and mean, so it's like, let's get on with it. So what's now, really cool is this morning, she, this morning she was asking me, to, okay. no, this morning she okay. asked me, I was walking out the door this morning and she's like, so what does it mean when a house is in pending status? Which means she was looking at property. Was so I was like, looking. oh yes, come live your life. Be, be my neighbor. You know? So now did you see her, like, could you see a sense of relief and excitement or okay so she is bought in like well she believes it uh, but it goes back to we don't know what we don't know so you know all i had to do is do the logical breakdown with a budget of right hey listen if you have a free and clear property you're gonna have um you know two thousand dollars a year taxes you're uh, sorry of of insurance you're gonna have eight thousand dollars a year taxes that's ten thousand bucks the electrical bills will be about the same the water bills are gonna be about the same you know, you're gonna have a $200 yard guy because you're probably not gonna want to mow a yard in, you know, by my, by my area. 
Um, but I, mean, I outside, feel like that's what you're going to be doing. Right. No, I'll pay for somebody to do it. No problem. Um, Mason. Right. Mason can do it. Mason's old enough. They are. Um, and so, age. but it's really interesting. I broke it down. She said, you could see her rolling their heads like, okay, I think you're right. And I said, yeah, don't earn a dollar of interest and divide your, this by this. And you'll, you, you, you're 110 and you're not in trouble yet. And you're where you want to be. Yeah. You know, probably a piece of that was I, I do firmly believe this is where I get very hippie yep. um, is, you know, things have to come in the right time, you yep. know, and it was before this, maybe she just wasn't ready to hear it. She wasn't yep. in a space that she could accept the information yep. for whatever reason. Yep. Um, that's cool. That's it is really pretty cool. cool, but that's the one in the equation right now. Let me start by saying, or finish that story by saying she has the capability and the wherewithal and the money to do what she wants to do today. Right. Okay. The flip side is what people are doing where I'll just, uh, you know, be a hippie and travel the world and, you know, throw caution in the wind and hope it all works out. Well, you know, here we are in COVID. I really want to know how people do that, though. Like, well, it's how cool. do you do that? Um, there's lots of information online about it. But the simplest answer is you get OK with leaving living very simple lives. Like you okay. don't have an attachment to stuff. You don't have cars. You don't have a rent. You know, you're you're, you're doing VRBOs or, uh, you know, a room rental. Um, or staying or at a hostel, stay, staying, at a, staying yeah. at a hostel, like you are totally simplistic and there's or so much staying with friends. Or and th this is something I, I have envy around, you know, I've got several properties and, um, you know, they say more money, more problems. And there's truth to that mm -hmm. too, right? Yeah. Like I've got an AC going out at somewhere right. at every month of the year. And I've got, yeah, totally. uh, you know, something happened with a tenant every month of the year. It's just more ongoing. Deals, more problems. So I, mean, I get the things. idea of sell everything, get rid of it all and be, live simply. And if your life in 10 years from now can sustain that, good on you. Like if you're totally good with that. Now, how you do that and have kids, one of the other definitions of success, mm -hmm. debatable, right? Because I can totally kids, sleep on a, I can sleep on a beach. I can camp. I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. Randy I do too. not want my kids to be camping on a beach for no. the first 15 years of their life. No, 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 no. You know, so. No. But not, uh, yeah. people, not everybody wants kids either. So. Yeah, that. absolutely. And that's what I was saying. If, if it's, if, if it's in alignment with your life goals in 10 to 15 years, go for it. Right. Like that's awesome. I, I, I'm jealous of that. Um, but the flip side then is, is then how do you define money success? Um, three, four answers, and then the scientific thing that that and I think, how you, mm -hmm. how long do you, how long do you stay in a job that you don't yeah. love because it gets the job done and provides for your family or provides yeah. for for you or whatever you know your lifestyle. Yeah, so I think there's a lot to that. We'll pull in the I threads a little bit yeah. because I think there's varying degrees of I don't like it. Like, um, you know, I've got a buddy that we talk to a lot that would love to be self-employed. That's not ready to be self-employed, but mm -hmm. at some sort point wants to be. And but right now is a means to an end. He can buy a house and he can save some money and he can start getting his equipment and he can be really ready. And one day, someday, I might, might want to do that. So that's not unhappy with the job. That's the desire for more, right? Um, versus somebody works in a uh, horrible environment with a shitty boss, with shitty work conditions, with uh, no boundaries as far as, you know, when you're done with your job, the boss keeps bothering you at all hours of the day, pesky, day and night, pesky, right? Pesky so, so there's things like that for yeah. sure. Um, and that uh, the scientific answer, which which I always go to, is um, the story about the marshmallows, uh, the two marshmallows. Have you heard this one before? I have not. This is the yeah, second time you've get delivered yeah. a new story. Well, I've got I've got stories all over the place now. But I've, I've just, learned I've been, that I've learned through Ryan Avery that uh, teaching through stories is more effective than anything else. So I teach through right. stories a lot right now. I know, but I have heard a lot of your stories yeah. and. To, to have two new stories. Oh, uh, yeah, four more for you. Good. Um, so one of them right now is, uh, and this isn't a story as much as it's a psychological test for children. 
So there's a psychological test that they've done for decades, which is the marshmallow test. And literally what they'll do is they take a young child in the room and they say, hey, you can have a marshmallow right now, but if you wait five minutes, I'll give you two. Oh, this is on TikTok, right? It's It's been going around for 30 years. It's not a TikTok thing. This is like 30 years ago. <laughs> um, it's Just actually living probably, in the moment, it's Josh. Probably, yeah, it's probably longer than 30, 50 years ago, honestly. It's, it's, it's decades because they actually track the performance of the deferred gratification. And so that's what I'm trying to get at is deferred yeah. gratification. The answer is, you know, if, if being where you're at right now... Uh, allows you to save up, allows you to pay down debt, allows you to get some safety cushion in the event that you fall far, that you don't fall all the way. If it gives you life skills, if it gives if it gives you employment skills, leadership skills, if you can keep learning, delayed gratification, assuming we don't get the big bullet, you know, the, the lightning can, strike is a good can, thing. And, and you, you said this, I'm just going to say it differently. And you can live with that. You know, yeah. you can live with this life. Yeah. Like it doesn't, you know, it, you're not slipping into severe depression yeah. and being harmful or abusive or whatever. Right. Right. Um, you can, you can live with it. Well, and I, I'll take it a step further than living with it. Um, I find that as long as I'm growing in some way, it's not, it's not tolerating. Like I feel like living with it is tolerating. Like I don't want anyone to just tolerate a marriage. I don't want anyone to just right, live with right, their right, boss. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, the it's the deferred gratification of I understand that this is where I want to be long term, but I understand that's a great stepping stone to get where I want to be. Right? I think there's a fundamental. Uh, we're, but we're also making the assumption yep. that we that this person is growth minded and right because there's growth. fixed yeah there's fixed mindset. you know I mean which there would never be that question either they don't want to be self employed if they're a fixed mindset person true so it's not gonna be they might just not self employed but right. like you know this is good enough it gets me it gets food on the table and a roof over yep. my head and the kids have clothes oh Pat, way past <laughs> that I, like do I love it no yep does it work yeah. Does it matter? Yeah. Does uh, it matter? Right. And, and it's, uh, I'll give you a great, I've got one of my best friends in the world, you know, uh, a guy named Josh, um, just a wonderful human. Him and his wife are, were crazy, uh, uh successful agents here locally. And they she walked just, away from it. They just yeah. got up and walked away from it to make half the income, um, in a different city, closer to family yeah. and they're hunters. I'm a, I'm, not everyone listening is a hunter, but they wanted to go back to where they're from and they like to hunt and they and their kids and their their uncles and husbands and uh, cousins, they are they're all They are truly some of the most lovely and wonderful people. Yeah, Josh and Jessica Wineland, if you're listening. Yeah, and if you are. she it's, just uh, posted on my, on, on oh, my yeah? Facebook page. Yes. Yeah, it's, like, it's oh. something I'm, so it, it goes back to like, d I do believe in designing your own life. And so for them, it's not about the money. It's about having enough money to allow them to have the family life and the hunting life that they wanted to have together. And so I love that. I love that because I think it drives home the point or one point that I was definitely going to to bring up is that I do I think you have to you have to spend time thinking about what, what do you it want? is. What do you what do you want? And what success does look like to you and be okay if it's not a Ferrari mm -hmm. or a mansion mm -hmm. or you, whatever you, mm -hmm. whatever the people around you want, you know, it, especially if there's a lot of like-minded people around you that are all really into mansions and Ferraris for lack of, mm -hmm. <laughs> just for ease of example, right? Yep. And not getting sucked into that. Well, yeah. You know, I think I that's, think that's, a, that's, that's a why we talk about the problems and, and, and the problems, this all goes back to 
The only reason this was probably a question, and by the way, the guy that we're talking about is very successful. He started he his is. own company a couple of years ago and he's crushing it. Crushing it. I'm talking person. like, so when I, when I really, really met Eric and we started getting to know each other, he was like, I just got done being the big boss, making all the money, losing all my hair. Yep. I want to do X amount of deals of insurance per month. And, and go it. home and be happy and be really happy. Yep. And in a two year span of time, <laughs> which is interesting, he is now way past that. Wait, well, and he 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 did embrace the change that he went through and realized, oh, well, maybe that's maybe that's not exactly what mm -hmm. I want. Maybe it was at the moment, but he recognized it quickly, took another path and opened his own brokerage. Like talk about. I mean, that is such a beautifully vast yep. swing. Yep. Um, but I also think that's where some of this question is coming up because it was yep. fast and furious. And, you know, there's a couple, couple of, they're very different. They look and feel very different. And it's going to be different for everyone. And I think that let's talk about the problems first. Like there's a lot of problems about why people are unsettled, why they're unhappy, why they don't feel successful, even though you, people run, like think about, um, let me just give a, I'm trying to give a statistical example. Um, if you have more than $10,000 in the bank in San Antonio, Texas, you're the top 10% in the city. Yeah. Say it again for the people. Actually, I'm going to say it again for the people yeah. in the back. If you have more than $10,000 in the bank, in the bank, in San Antonio, in San Antonio Texas, you are in top the 10 top 10%. Which is crazy because we know we can't retire on 10,000, right? Amazing. So, but, but let's take this a step further. Uh, there are people that are still climbing over the border wall to get here as quick as possible because life here is a whole lot better than life there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you take that globally, you know, if you have a hundred thousand dollars, <throat> if you have a, a th you know, if you have a, a million dollars, you're talking about being in the top 0.01% of the world, mm -hmm. right? Of the world, not of the city, not of the nation, of the world, right? So who are we comparing ourselves to? Like, uh, mm -hmm. like it's kind of like being a uh, um, what the 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 comparison is a thief of joy. I mean, the keeping up with the Joneses is the first every... biggest problem, and yeah. TikTok and social media in general is the cause of of, of all evil, in my opinion, uh, or the root <laughs> cause of all evil. But because of the comparison, because no one shows all the bad shit that's happening in your life, they just point out the good stuff well, that they're doing, right? But and it's usually fake, or half of it's fake, anyways. Right, but but still, we have to talk about that for a second because. Yep. You don't want it's. A, I think it's okay to be vulnerable and to say, "Hey, mm -hmm. shit's not hunky dory all the time." Yep. I think that's totally fine. You don't want to bring down the world either. But you don't, right? Like you don't want to yep. be, and you know, you don't want to share all your, mm -hmm. you know, dirty laundry with the world. And um, so I think, and I and I think there's a lot of people that get, turn to social media. I can I can speak personally. I turn to TikTok when I need a little boost in my spirits because the music just puts me in a really damn good mood. Like, You're just such a child. I love it. it. Just it's like childlike. That's awesome. <laughs> it does. I love that. Um, not so much Facebook anymore, but and not so much Instagram, but TikTok, man, like get yep. your booty shaking and get that music. And I mean, so I think there's a lot of people that turn to social media for that. And yep. so, you know, if we could keep it more of a beautiful place, I think that's good with the very clear understanding mm -hmm. that it is, it is not, it's not always what it seems. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as the perfect family, marriage, relationship, mm -hmm. parents, right? Like Everybody has their yeah, stuff. And if somebody's listening right now, I would say that the problem is, is that we're assuming that children and people like average age of all social media is under 30, right? Um, and so 
You're assuming that children that are 7, 10, 15, and 20 have the rational thought that that is not real life. If that's the only lens that they're looking through because they're stuck at home and that's all they're looking at is that's what I'm supposed to be. That's why the suicide rates are are crazy, right? Um, Because I'm not that and I'll never be that. That, That's the key is comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And so I want to take this step further because that's not the big point because obviously some of you are watching this in social media. So there's clearly some good stuff. I'm like, on we really media. like social media, right. Josh. Um, but <laughs> here, here's the couple that I wrote down that that I think are, are uh, you know, stealers of joy, right? First thing I wrote down is um, unrealistic goals, right? Like there's a difference between dreamers and doers. I know I've said this before, but, um, you know, it's great to dream, but if you don't take a freaking step towards it ever like eventually it's going to catch up with you and you will feel like a failure you will you will feel like a failure not somebody's going to tell you you're a failure you'll feel like a failure because i kept on thinking i'm going to do this one day someday yeah but you don't ever take a step towards it right it's just that why does it happen usually it's the lack of knowledge lack of planning lack of uh, preparation lack of instruction it's everything it's it's the the how to get shit done episode yes that's exactly right it's exactly go back and watch that episode it's not doing any of those steps Mm -hmm. makes you say i'm gonna be a millionaire and then like you get really upset with yourself when you never do right yeah um so that's the first thing. So Second, stealers of joy. Yeah, stealers of joy. Unrealistic, unrealistic goals would be one of them. Second one is actually drive or lack thereof. Okay, so let me explain this. So drive is a problem. Like I have a lot of drive. I had a lot of drive. Most of the people that have a lot of drive have it because they have a chip on their shoulder. So let's be really clear about that. Somebody knocks some kid down in football when they're a, te- when they're a teenager and now they run in the NFL. Uh, somebody had their toy taken away and they want to yeah. fight back. I had, uh, you know, my dad cut me off at the knees with finances and I wanted to go prove him wrong and go yeah. make it on my own, right? Yeah. But there's some sort of chip on everyone's shoulder that has a lot of drive. It's usually because of something bad that happened in the past. Never Drive is never born yeah. from a good situation that I'm aware of, oh my right? gosh, now I like really want to think through this. Uh, uh, tell me one person. Like, I mean. If you're the person listening, please share it. Like there's something in the past um, you're not good enough. You should be faster. You should be smarter. Why aren't you like your sister? Why aren't you like your brother? Like those are negative things. Uh, but we internalize those as kids and we're like, I can beat them. But where did it come from? Because of a negative experience, negative statement, or something like that, that propels us to like prove yeah. somebody wrong. That's the chip in the shoulder. So drive is a good thing for a while. It allows you to get the extra gear when people quit. Um, I, you know, I, I talk about in insurance sales. Um, I was a top performer my first year because of no other reason than I worked earlier hours, I worked later hours, I made more calls than everybody else. Why? Because I was poor, I didn't like it. I was like gonna it. say, because you needed a I, I was poor. Yeah, so I was super driven. But here's the problem. Like, I hit a number that I thought I was excited about, and what happened? Wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Never enough. Like, I hit a number, mm. it's got, how much is enough that money? That is another, painful, another and that dollar. is a problem. It is a problem, because yeah, you never it's, celebrate. It's painful, yeah. You never celebrate. You get somewhere, and you're like, Great. That was a whole lot of work. And, and it's really hard on the people around you, yes. which is what is probably like problem point two. Right. <laughs> or That's probably bullet true. B, you know, yeah. like um, one, you're never satisfied, but shit, now nobody else can be satisfied around right. you either. Yep. You know, that's, a, that's actually an interesting point, especially family members and teammates, things like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, the lack of the lack of drive or the lack thereof is equally a problem, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Beca- mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. I mean, uh, for those that, that have kids, it's really easy to have the thought of, dude, you've got all the freaking things going for you in your in your life. Why don't you put in a little bit of effort? That's it. 
So lack of drive is a big problem too, because, um, you know, I used that elephant story in the last episode about, you know, some personal belief that you can never be that you can never, you're not smart enough. You can never grow up because you're an elephant with a rope around your, your ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can never break that rope. Something's holding you back. And that's why you have a lack of drive too. Um, I would say lack of drive also, you gotta be really careful for this, uh, with who you hang out with. Um, yeah, you know, totally. there's, there's a quote that I, I've been saying a lot recently, which is show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Right. Yes. I heard you say that. And I love that. I don't think I've ever heard you say that before. Mm. And I really like that. Yeah. It's, it's not like my thought. I heard it on a with- YouTube video a couple years ago. It's older gentleman with glasses. I can picture his face. Can't remember his name. Don might be his first name. Um, but What's the same as, I mean, you hang with the dogs, you get the fleas. That's and right. You well, you are the average of the five people you hang out with. And so, you know, unfortunately, a lot of us grow up, I'm not putting myself in this situation, but a lot of people grow up with, with ignorant, idiot parents, right? So if, if all you watch your whole life is people sitting on the couch all day long, uh, growing by the dozens of pounds each year and really uh, living off of uh, Social Security or Medicare or something like that, not because you're incapable of working, but because you choose not to, that is a learned trait that is passed on for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's either going to suck them right into no drive or they're going to have that internal feeling of, I don't want to be like my dad and mom, so I'm going to get the hell out of here in the way I'm going to outwork everyone else, which will cause that drive. But the lack of drive is a real problem too because you know um, you can't you can teach everything, but you can't teach grit and drive. You cannot or t- attitude. You can choose attitude. I mean, that's interesting. Attitude. Uh, I me mean, put, attitude and drive. I think you can teach attitude. I think. Uh, I think I usually think, it's an awareness issue. I think you can teach it, but like I, I feel, can't teach drive though. That's my point. I can teach everything. I can't teach drive. I don't know. I think. I think you can teach attitude, but it is. It's not. A, it's. It's a it's a way of being it's mm-hmm. it's not a um i don't know okay I, i'm a, i'm willing to go down this tangent because this is actually i'm super passionate about this so we have a core value in our team that we're that you're aware of solid uh, s-o-l-i-d uh a buddy named will uh will duke and i uh have the same philosophy at our companies solid is serve others outstanding attitude learn and grow incredible initiative and dream big mm-hmm. let me say again serve others outstanding attitude learn and grow incredible initiative and dream big why that's important for my team, my company, is that uh, what I found is that if you have all five of those traits, those characteristics, those behaviors, we'll work together for probably ever mm-hmm. um, because the law of attraction. And you can have three or four of those five characteristics, but if you are missing one or two of them, eventually we're not going to like each other. It's not a, it's like over and over and over and over again, I excuse one behavior because they've got the other four. They're serving others, they, they're, they're learning and growing, they've got great initiative, but they have a bad you freaking attitude and eventually attitude, you got to cut the yeah. freaking head off. And so here's why I want to argue with that, that I do believe this is a learned behavior. Yes, there are miserable humans in the world. Um, I find that most people bite their tongues and don't tell them the truth, right? And so- uh, That when, most people bite their- So the person with a bad attitude, the people around them are biting their tongues yeah, so and not telling them how what bad if, they What suck. do friends do? So you're complaining about your, she's not, she, you're complaining about your husband to a bunch of friends. What do most friends do? Agree with you or disagree oh, with you? Well, that's a whole nother, I mean, that's a whole nother right? episode. That's now, a whole this is what we're talking about, but what does the average friend do? Um, you're right. He's an asshole. Blah, 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 blah. Most of the time, yeah. most people will not risk their own relationships to call people on their BS. 
or they understand that there is a time and a place and it's called venting mm. and it is i don't understand that clearly that, now I, this is in fact a learned behavior venting the understanding of a vent session that no, is, can, a it can be learned it can be I got, learned i got taught that by you yeah no it's um, awesome um, pause button for all you men out there let me this, teach this you something good, that i work with a dozen women and has that, four years yeah, for 15 years. And um, and let me explain this to you. It took me about 10 years to finally figure this gym out that somebody should have taught me in my handbook of being a dude. Um, the, the, the answer is, is that when a woman speaks, when your wife speaks, when your girlfriend speaks, when your employer or employer speaks to you, and they're venting, that's the word we're using right now, where they're venting. Code word. Um, Men inherently want to fix problems. Like we want, we, we think damsel in distress, holy shit, there's a problem. I need to fix it. Fix it. So what you and have to understand is- And she's begging me to fix it for her. Because I am a hero and Absolute, I'm going to do this, I mean, right? look, and she can beg any harder. And so we <laughs> do that and then we wonder why we piss them off further. And the answer is, is that you have to understand- Or they question. If it's a 411 issue or a 911 issue. For 100. those guys that don't know the old phone codes, 411 is information. 911 is send the freaking police, right? And it, yeah. So when you understand that, hey, Stop. Bryn, you're really you're upset gonna... right now. Is this a, <laughs> is this a, for my information conversation, you just want me to listen and say, yes, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Or is this a 911? You're saying there's a problem, you need to fix it. You need to um, fix it because it's going I'm down fast. I'm telling you, this will solve most of the problems between men and women if men It just, will. And then when you get really well oiled, <laughs> With your with the people on your team and those around you and your relationships, you can start the sentence by saying, "This is straight up four one one vent session." Right. So sit down, buckle up. Some of us don't need vent sessions, but whatever. Don't try to <laughs> try to freaking pep talk me. Don't coach me. Nope. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you something too. I'll show you something. Well, by all means, please <laughs> let me know for later. It's for later. Okay. Um, so we we're finishing up this this idea about. Uh, uh, I do believe that attitude can be taught because I do believe that most people don't wake up on the wrong side of the bed thinking I'm going to be an asshole today. Like they don't, they're not, they're mm, not wired that I way. I have said that before. And yeah, I, well, I know mm -hmm. I've been around That's you for a, a long time. That's a Bryn original right there. <laughs> um, and my point most is, is that don't. if you just call them out on their BS, if, uh, and they respect you as either a peer or a, um, uh, supporter, right? A peer group supporter or somebody that's a mentor to them, then they'll listen. Uh, so maybe I'm not. thinking when, oh, I don't want you to be right on this one. So I'm thinking we hire, I hire mm -hmm. on attitude and drive. Okay. That's fair. Me, let me think through this for a second. So hire on attitude Are and you drive. Are I'm right? No. Okay. No, not no. We're not there yet. Okay, we're not there yet. Um, to be continued. To I be continued. Um, uh, I hire. I I need a good attitude. I don't want to have to teach someone what it looks like to have a good attitude. Right. It's much better to hire one that's already like. There's books about this, like, like the energy bus. Right. Like, you can come invite, on in with that good attitude. We invite you to the bus if you have a great, great attitude. If you have a crappy attitude, get the hell off. Here's your ticket. It goes one way. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, so going back to the problem, the problem being drive or lack thereof, mm -hmm. the reason why I say that that is a problem, the lack of drive is I do believe as a owner, it is impossible to teach drive. But some people have it. Some people don't. It is an internal I, uh, yes. like switch that is either on or not. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, a great coach, a great mentor, a great counselor, a therapist 
can sometimes flip the switch, but like, holy crap, it's it's rare and it's awesome to see, but it's rare. Yes, it's I actually had this But they have to decide to do. Have to decide to do, yeah. Okay, so I had this conversation with somebody yesterday and it was, you know, we can't, we can't have a team of drivers. We can't, we can't like we have, there has to be team. There has to be people on the team that are the, the S's for the disc profiling mm -hmm. people, right? The, the steady eddies that, that want a calm and predictable world that they live in True. and they don't need, um, they're not driven by this elevation of career and they're not driven by that. Right. So, I don't know where I'm trying to go with that, but it's like, it's, it's in the same vein because it does in that case, that person is not undriven. Right. Well, no, it goes back to how they define their success. Right. So uh, a S personality that wants a, a $40,000 salary and is happy and is happy. and is able to work their work hours and get home to their kids. I guess that their still kids. technically is they're a driven, driven person yeah, because they're yes. driven. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. Uh, and, okay. And, um, what I'm trying to get to is the overarching question is how you define success. Right. It's not a dollar amount. It's a dollar amount for you. It is a, it's not amount of time. Like you look at, uh, some of the best of the best of the best, they would rather be working every minute of their day than be with a family. That's mm -hmm. why they've been divorced five times. Mm -hmm. But if they love that, then kudos to them. If that's how they define success, some people would rather literally like definition of success would be. If I could, like for me, last year, one of my big ones that you're aware of was just coach my kids. I want to be mm -hmm. home to coach my kids every single freaking day, right. uh, whether I'm an assistant coach or just at the practice, whatever it is, I want to be there. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was a defi definition of regaining time and success, right? Right. So I don't care how much money it is. I don't care how much was time it is. Was there a time in your life where that was not? 100%. I don't like babies. My wife hates that I say that. Like when yeah, we had no, our I first mean, baby, I was like, uh, yeah, so turn the baby over when the baby's three and I will rock it as a dad. Now, don't say that to your wife. Ever. I was and a let's very talk young about the, person. Let's talk about our first interview. I, no, Josh, no, 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 Josh, no, 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 why? What? Know. Oh, gosh. No. So Josh and I have uh, our middle children are both boys and they are both within a couple of months of each other as far as their ages go and so our first interview we sit down i you know i'm like oh i just had my baby he's six month old let me show you a picture and you're like i don't need to say it i have a six month old baby too and they all look the same <laughs> I forgot to say that. i'm like That's kind of does your baby look like this because this is, the this is my baby <laughs> no i think all babies look like little, little monkeys like they all look the same to me um they, uh, they turn into real people about three months or <laughs> three <old>. years <laughs> well whatever who's counting uh i actually regret that looking back as a i was a, a younger father and i wish i had been more present those years yeah um i wasn't so it's but something for people to learn from too. You right? learn from it. And, and that's why I, I'm so desire it right now. But this is cool too, because I think it is, that is an, a great example of an evolution of what success looks like and how it changes yep. and how to learn how to really lean into those changes yep. and be okay with parting with one yep. that, you know, I mean, think about that's probably the hardest part is like, man, do I really, am I really saying that having, yeah that income, that unit goal or production, yeah. whatever it is, right? Am I really saying that's not what I want? Yeah. That's, that's especially, hard. Especially for a high achiever, it's very hard to, very to choose hard. against that. Um, 
I used to go to Vegas all the time. I go to Vegas maybe once every two years now. You know, I used to go one, uh, once a quarter with my friends mm-hmm. uh, because that was a fun thing. Uh, one thing that I do think in general, going back to that 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 theme of you are who you hang with, um, this is something that a lot of people need to listen to and they need to listen to it really, really closely. When, you, when you're having a conversation with your friends, whatever the friend group is, okay, the truth of the matter is, is that if you're going places, you will leave people behind because not everyone is meant for the ride. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the question you've got to ask yourself in your mind is, are the people I'm hanging around with always talking about what happened yesterday, what hot chick I used to have sex with, the, which, yeah. uh, what football game that we won back in the glory days? Yeah. Or are they talking about where they're going, what they're going to do, what they are about to achieve, what they're dreaming of helping? Like, are they talking futuristic or are they talking in past, past and tense? And here's where it gets muddy uh-huh. because it is disguised as reminiscing. Mm-hmm. It's disguised as, nope. you know, just talking it's, about. And then the reality is it's settling. It's, but can't you see how that is? Yep. I mean, it really gets disguised as, oh my yep. gosh, we sat around and just, you know, talked about our freshman year in college. We talked about, we talked about, mm-hmm. and I think a degree of that obviously is, you know, we're talking about extremes here, but you know, it's, that's where it gets slippery is yep, very slippery. It, it gets disguised as reminiscing when it's really, you're living you're hanging with the wrong, with the wrong people. And, or you're, you're convincing yourself once again, that the future is not, it's not brighter than the past. And that's a really horrible thing. And this is why people are unhappy. Uh, like think about, um, I think uh, I'm a middle-aged person. I'm a middle-aged man. Yes. I've got, uh, I'm working on a man uh, like a dad bod, right? Um, I still saw a picture of you today and he said he needs a chicken fried steak. Well, thank God I'm working on it. That's awesome. Um, I think my point in saying that is, is that there are a lot of people that tell themselves that, Hey, if I'm 45 or 42, I'll never look like I did when I was 25. And I'm going to tell you like the gym I go to, there's a couple of 40 year olds in there that are the most insane looking people Yeah, and they look better than they did in their twenties. So, but it's a difference of choice of what they think is possible in the future. They're living for what's going to happen. Not they're telling themselves, Oh, my metabolism is different than what it was 20 years ago. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a um, the other thing too, um, dang it, I keep like having these thoughts and I keep losing them. Um, it's okay. okay you're you're just, joining, you'll be middle-aged soon enough. I mean, well, I my birthday you. is on the eighth for all the people in the back. It's on the eighth <laughs> and I'm 36. Although Walker swears I'm turning 35. It is hilarious. He's like, no mama, you are 34 turning 35. That's where we're going. You're going to with. live with that. That's okay. I'm living you're with it. Beach. I am going to the okay, beach. Okay, just making sure. I am going to the beach. Cool. I am. Um, so keep on going with the problem. So, oh, and I was going to say, I have to say this. I'm oh, sorry. Please I interrupt. This. <laughs> I have to say this. The thing that that also happens is- oh, I forgot again. That is, <laughs> don't do that because it's a really <laughs> real, um, that really not that much time has passed. And you just, what? Oh, that not that much time has passed. Mm-hmm. And- Oh, there's there there's still time, and you're like, no, girlfriend, it's been 15 years. Yep. You are coming up on your tw- not your 10 year high school reunion, your 20 year, yep. your 30 year, and so getting real with like it's time, mm-hmm. it's time, and we are growing as humans, or we are living, in, you know. Anyways, yeah, I just going back to that too. I think that's why I've taken this last five years probably is when I really dove in with like, I want to be a present dad. Mm-hmm. Like I want, like I'm, uh, I would tell myself early on success, Eric, early on success. I'd always tell you, tell people uh, there's plenty of time because if you think about how slow time passes in high school, mm-hmm. like summer vacation in high school and, and middle school was forever. For like it, literally forever. Right. And then you get into, uh, 
college and I felt like if you go to college, you get in college and I felt like it went by really quickly. Like I was like, wow, four years went by really fast. Mm -hmm. Well, and then anyone that's ever had a baby ever, an older person mm -hmm. that has, has had grown kids will tell you, enjoy it because it can go by in a blink of an eye. The and days tell you are that. long and the years are fast. It's crazy. Um, so there's scientific reasons behind this. And I'm not going to get this exactly right. So if you're a medical doctor, excuse me. This is interesting. Um, but yeah. it's, it's interesting to me that basically there's the proteins in your brain are a blank disc, right? You've got this blank disc when you're born. And that's why kids can learn a language and learn how to walk and all this stuff really, really rapidly because it's a blank disc that's getting lots printed on it. You go to sleep and it kind of formats and then you wake up and you print some more. Well, as you get older and older and older and older, there's just less blank space left in your disc. Left. So each year you're remembering less. But so you're actually remembering less. Because there's less being yeah. permanently ingrained in your memory. I thought it was something so with that, vision. So that what happens is if you have less to spin through in a year, it feels like you're going faster. So it goes faster and faster and faster the older that you get. In your point. real time, it's just going faster and faster. So, um, so appreciating the day. And this goes back to how you've got to redefine success always. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I'll, I'll give some homework at the end to help people with this. But um, two, one other uh, issue with this and then kind of final thoughts on this before we go into solutions, okay, is... There is for some reason a belief that if I get X, then I'll be happy, right? Oh like if I could just buy this car, then I'll be happy. If I could just go on this trip, I'll be yeah. happy. If I could just uh, get married, like like there's it's interesting the twenties for women. Like if I could just get married, I'll oh, be I'll be I happy. Mean, that right? is that's real. But when you come out of college, it's weird. Or high school, right? Start getting the yeah. the first one gets the ring, and then the I mean it's and then people start feeling like they're failures if they don't get married. It's like no 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 no, no. absolutely right. But it's the if I then I'll be happy, and that is a real problem when it comes to success because now you're attaching uh, uh, arriving on a destination. And that is not ever, uh, that's why it's always empty. So I'll give you a story. Um, so, but how, did, how does that, where do you think that fits in on something that you really, really want though? You there's know, nothing you, wrong with wanting, desiring, and working like towards it. I really it. want a baby. I really want to get married. I really want to buy a house and I can't, I haven't met the person. I, right. you know. Well, uh, this might sound cliche, but I would argue that the, that the work is the reward for, uh, when it comes to having a baby as a destination. I was like, are you talking about the baby? You, like, I know you're talking about the baby. Let's, yeah, let's talk on, about that. Hey, honey, let's practice on having a baby. <laughs> Fuck, we, yes, I'm in. Perfect let's, practice makes... Perfect babies. Perfect babies. Right? So <laughs> I, I say that lightly, but, um, you know, there's lots of... Uh, that's a solution But that's how, But thing. that's what you weave in. You know, you. I think that's where um, things can also start to get messy in your head mm -hmm. is because it's something that you do want. It's not necessarily a the only way I'll be happier if, if I get married, no, then I'm happy. It's, I truly like, I, I want it. I have why I have pictured my wedding since I was a little girl and I want to have the white picket fence and the, and the hubby, nothing, nothing right? wrong with that, except for the fact that has any wedding ever gone off perfectly? Oh no. Oh, I mean, interesting. Yeah. Why, why is it so pointed out that the cake wasn't perfect? This groomsman was late. Da, da, da. Why? Because they're trying to live up to an image that is impossible to make, right? So whether it's a wedding, like think about babies, like this is a sad, horrible thing. Um, there are a lot of babies that come out with bad outcomes. Uh, if, if your happiness is tied to an outcome that you don't have control over, that let's you, be clear, that oh, God has control over this, right? That's a great, you will, you that. There's a possibility to not have a baby. There's a possibility of having a baby and then having to, uh, um, uh, yeah. what's it called? Uh, um, 
yeah. miscarriage, yeah. having a miscarriage, then there's a possibility of uh, having a really sick child, right? Mm-hmm. Which is not necessarily the ide- ideal thing that we're thinking about when mm-hmm. we're when we're having a baby, yeah. right? So if you get so attached to a specific destination, like if I can just make a million bucks or have a million bucks, then I'll be happy. I promise you, it's just like the wedding. It's yeah. never what you picture it to be, which goes back to lots of great books about this. My favorite are by Josh Metcalf, uh, Chop Wood, Carry Water and uh, Pound the Stone which was really one of the main solutions. Did you see opinion. that he has a new book out? And did you yeah. see his TikTok video I sent you? I did, uh, maybe I saw the TikTok video. Where he's going door to yeah. door in the in an apartment complex yeah. or something. He's selling his book. Yeah. So um, actually, super impressive. Um, mm-hmm. Very. But yeah, so so shout out to Josh Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Like It helped me at one of my down times. I was, you know, I was at off really badly in 2018. Mm-hmm. And those are the two books self-assigned that I read. And pound the book. Actually, no. Uh, Rick Ruby assigned those to me from core training. Um, but Pound the Stone and, and uh, uh, Chop Wood Carry Water are, are, yeah. are both the solution, which is get in love with the process, not the result. Like Man. fall in love with the day-to-day. The result will most likely come. It might come sooner, it might come later, but get addicted to what you do, right? Like, That's the first time you've said that. And I it's the first time I've ever uh, thought about being a mother Mm. with that like which is That's where super interesting. that yeah. is interesting so i always i always go to work right like love the grind of work but man loving the grind of being a mother is really important because again tomorrow's not guaranteed yep. uh you don't know when you're gonna have the perfect day with your children right mm-hmm. um and you don't I, know if your child's and, gonna turn out well i mean and What's also interesting is some of the best days that I end up having are completely unplanned with mm-hmm. any one or three, you know, any combination of them, completely unplanned. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be like ready to accept those moments mm-hmm. and love just the general act and duties and responsibilities of being a mom, which is. Mm-hmm. Uh, cleaning up snot and cleaning up sticky floors and bathing people and feeding people and, and dental appointments and, and cuts or, and bruises and right, diabetes. Diabe- and, I mean, and mm-hmm. up all nights and up all nights and up all, and that. Yep. Luckily, I can say, I I used to think there was something wrong with me because I was like, I don't. Is it where that I don't want to play with my kids? Like, I don't want to like play. I love to take care of them. Like, I mm. love to make them breakfast and lunch and dinner. And I love to read them books and put them in their pajamas. And, you know, like, I love all that. But my imagination is just like not firing That's funny. that well anymore. Opposite, you know? I want to play. That's I, so I funny. I, play. I, would, I would love to take a poll and see if that's like a male versus female thing. Because I think oh, guys I, are I really good playing. at like playmates you know uh, like always like it was so cute when my brother had his kids because i'm like oh bryce just got two new buddies like it was the cutest thing that's cool <laughs> and they're very 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 that way still it's it's super cool so anyway yeah and it just goes back to if you get focused on what what you're doing to win the day you know one thing you brought up earlier um which really brings me a lot of joy so let's talk about this because this is part of the solution and understanding is uh well you are either on the solution side or it is the problem there is a difference between happiness and joy, period, end of story. I did not understand this. There's lots of therapists that will talk to you about this. Uh, I had to go to some. Um, lots of books will talk about this. But happiness is typically an external force and, and joy is typically an internal force. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second. Happiness uh, is external. I'm happy when I get a big paycheck. I'm happy mm-hmm. when my wife uh, kisses me. 
I am happy when my son hugs me. I am happy when I w- uh, score the winning shot. I'm happy when blank. Well, when you see your unfortunately, you don't have control of a whole lot of those. Like if I'm happy mm-hmm. when my wife does X, that means that there's a whole lot of room for her making me making me unhappy, which I can't control. Is when this she, about the destination again? No, this is about when the problems, which is understanding that uh, people are living, trying to in pursuit of happiness, which is a destination versus joy, which is internal. Mm-hmm. Right, so if I'm if I am tying my happiness to this business taking off, if I'm t- tying my mm-hmm. happiness to my husband has freaking flowers for me on a, on Valentine's Day, then we're just hoping and praying that my husband makes me happy. Otherwise, I'm gonna be pissed off today. But it's out of my control. It, it's yeah. it's it is a external force. Whereas joy comes from within, and the joy piece is uh, I love who I am and what I can do for others. Right. So if I can like my definition of happiness. Uh, um, which really created my joy was when I went on a trip uh, to Boston with my with my kids, and we went to Martha's. Oh, this Vineyard. is your great day. Yeah, this is the great this day. The this great really day. made for the appreciation, no matter how the world takes me, of the day itself. Because two of the three I can control a hundred percent on my own. Okay, which allows me to stay in a in a, in a state of joy. So uh, the story goes, true story. I was uh, uh, last summer actually, so before COVID, so uh, when we could actually travel. We went for 10 days, amazing family trip with my, at the time, 10, seven. That was such a good trip for y'all. It was so good for us. It was so healthy for us. It like was the fact that I know it was a good trip for y'all, was, you know what I mean? Because awesome. y'all travel a lot with others and it yeah. was really cool to see y'all. It was a top two or three trip yeah. of all time for me. And so we went to Martha's Vineyard. We went to Plymouth Rock. We went to Boston. We went to a Red Sox game. We did all these really cool things for 10 days. Just the family. And really blew it out from a standpoint of, I wanted to see some history. You know, that's mm-hmm. why I went to Plymouth Rock and we did the... Uh, Patriot Trail, the Liberty Liberty Trail. Um, that's why I went to Red Sox game to experience something. And, and we were a family just having a great time in Martha's Vineyard and things like that. And so we're on the way home, we're on the plane. And on the plane home, my, uh, I, you know, I'm a weirdo that's always quizzing and teaching and whatever. But <laughs> you I, asked my, I asked my kids, I was like, hey, hey, Aubrey, uh, what was your favorite part of the trip? And Aubrey said, well, favorite tra- part of the trip for me was, uh, was probably the Liberty Trail. And I said, really? And I said, why was the Liberty Trail? Like, cause you, you gotta imagine we walked around for miles, like miles right, and miles, yeah. stopping to read plaques and walls, which not everyone likes to do to, <laughs> to, to learn about the history of Boston and where the Declaration of Independence was read and things like that. And like where, um, the, you know, um, you know, the, the, the Redcoats are coming, the Redcoats are at Paul Revere where he lived, <laughs> things like that. Right. And, um, anyways, she, she's like, well, you know, I go to school and I read about all these places and read about all these people and read about all these things, but to actually stand there and be in the steps of history, oh that was an amazing experience it, for me, right? right? So I said, like, oh, that's super cool. That makes me really happy. And then I said, I said, Mason, you know, what What was the far, favorite part of your trip? And he said, well, obviously, Dad, it was Red Sox. Man, yeah. man he's a baseball kid. And uh, this is a, a second, man, second pro game he'd ever been to, but it was Red Sox, Yankees, which isn't a bad game to go to. I'm- and uh, anyways, where he's uh, so well, tell me about it. And he said, well, you know, you know, when I go up to bat, you know, I've got ten parents behind me cheering, right? When they're uh, when when you're in that place and you can feel the energy of of what's going on, right? Um, you know what an experience that was. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. So you've got Aubrey learned a lot. She wanted to learn. You got Mason. His experience was the big thing. So I turned to Presty, who's my youngest, and I said, hey, Presty, what was your favorite part of the trip? And she said. Um, actually it was last night and so last night. So you gotta, this is what you don't know is last night was the last day in Boston and there was a crazy rainstorm. So all of our plans got rained out. We literally sat in the hotel room 
This, the last night. Me and Presley, she's my girl. Good, right? This would be, the, I mean, That's it. give me a good rainstorm. So we were sitting and, in the, yeah. in the uh, hotel room just playing cards and ordering you know, room service. Yeah. And she said, yeah, last night, dad, we, she said, I laughed so hard last night that my belly still hurts today. And I was like, that's awesome. So my definition, Mm -hmm. definition of success forever after is if I can learn something new, if I can experience something new, or if I can laugh uncontrollably, I had a great day. And so you got to remember, like, do you find that you, um, have to remind yourself of that? All the time. And maybe you'll go like a couple of weeks and be like, oh shit, like I haven't even thought about. No, no, no. When I get in an ungrateful state of mind and Uh, I had a bad day and I know that I've got, my business is doing well and we're employed during COVID and not everyone (laughs) is and I'm healthy and my wife and kids are healthy and not everyone is. Like the lack of gratitude that I have disgusts me sometimes. Mm. And so I fix it quickly. And so- Like what is a bad day? Like yeah, what's, what's really like a bad what's day? A, like, right. So so the easiest thing for me to do is just pick up something to learn. Like I can Google, YouTube, read a book in 15 minutes and learn something new. Um, and I still have a good day. In fact, as recently as two nights ago, um, you know, I've got Mason reading all summer long to keep, try and keep him on track for school. Good for you and guys. Reading, Y'all have worked really hard at that. Worked really hard at it. And- um, Mason is reading a book about uh, interesting plants and animals around the world. So he walks in and he oh, tells me about the, the hairy toad. And I'm like, what the hell is a hairy frog? It's a hairy frog. Sorry. He said, a hairy frog is a frog down in South America. And it's literally got, it's like, a, it's called a wolverine frog, where basically when it's being attacked, it can, its bones go through its knuckles and it's got little spikes like wolverine. And I was like, that's not true. And he said, read the book, dad. I was Weston like, just told me the same thing. That is so That's crazy. funny. That is funny. Yeah. So okay, I, I'm going to go and quiz him on like where. So yeah. So I was like, I, and literally my response was, I just had a good day. That was my response. I learned something new. That is awesome. It happens like that. And so that is going awesome. back to. And yeah, I think you can definitely train yourself to do that too. Oh, to, 100%. Like. It's just, it's, it's that. It's the gratitude journal in the morning, every single morning mm-hmm. to make sure like. Uh, you can define what's going to make a good day today. Like literally my gratitude journal that I use, you write down, you know, you read, you know, mine is a little Bible in it as well. So you read a little Bible excerpt, then you write down what you're grateful for. Then you write down what are, what's one or two things that you can do to make today great. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end of the day, what's one thing I learned like that to make today. That's perfect for you. Right. Yeah. That's just great. Simple, especially if you're just Keep it simple, stupid. Like what am I going to do today to make today great? So going back to the title of this is like, how do you define success? I would also argue that the shorter the unit of measurement, the ha- the happier and more joyful you're going to be. I would agree be- with that. And you know, I, I was going to say something that has really helped me. And I, I don't I don't have to lean on this always, but I definitely use this when I feel like shit's getting a little wiggy. Yep. Um, is I have written down. Of course, I'm a note taker, so I have written down the things that make me feel like a good mom. Like mm. when I can. Uh, read together with any one of the kids that makes me feel like a good mom. When we play cards together, that makes me feel like a good mom. When we, when KK and I can sit and just talk, like just talk slowly and about life and maybe teach her a thing or two or give her my experience, that makes me feel good. And I, I know that for me, that is what fuels my mom tank has to be really full for me to be able to operate well mm. at work. And mm. so I know that as soon as I don't get enough of those types of things with my mm-hmm. kids, then that's when things get wiggy 
all the way around. And so basically what I did and what I do is I create little checklists like at the end of the week or at the end of the day, whatever, you know, did I have a good conversation with KK at Mm -hmm. least once this week? Mm-hmm. Check it off and be proud of that. Mm-hmm. That is because I I have defined that as success. That's awesome. I have defined that as success. Yep. And I made time to read. I made time to play a game. I read time well, here's, to Here's the beautiful thing about that, right? So this is about the process. Because one, one single conversation with KK is not going to make her a wonderful young lady. But that right. done well over, over years. Yes. Yeah. is going to help ensure a better outcome, yeah. right? And I learned, you know, um, when you don't have a ton of uh, quantity of time, you really got to make sure that the quality is is there. And so as much as I love a good Jommy Night movie night, and that's what we do on Fridays, like really trying to do things that are are more engaging and yeah. um although there's a always a place for movie night don't hear me incorrectly but um yeah. what's funny is you can't uh the same thing by the way applies towards money i can't not bring that up what you just said as far as the shorter the amount of time i've got left the more impactful it's got to be guess what mm. same thing works with money so, so true. it's a lot easier like it's always funny uh i'll just use a, a diet as a great example for uh, most everyone at some point went to a lake or a beach when they were a kid, like when they were, when they were old enough to care about what they looked like. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So high school, uh, high school or shortly thereafter. Right. So, uh, we're going to go on this beach trip or this lake trip in six weeks. Right. No carbs. So, no carbs <laughs> for six weeks. Uh, but what, what, what happens is all of a sudden most of us wake up at like three weeks left and like, holy crap, I wasn't that great yeah. at my workout regimen when I was eating <laughs> the first three weeks. Now I've got to like double down. Now I've got to run every day yeah. and eat no carbs or, or whatever right. the crazy diet's going to be. Yeah. It, it's that much more important. So with money, it's the same thing. It's so much easier mm-hmm. to do a little bit along the way early on and often. Like the little bit could just be do a budget. Just, just do a budget. Just a little Start bit. it as early as you possibly can in life just and just do a, a freaking budget. Yeah. That done a little bit for a lifetime is way easier than waking up at age 50 and saying, oh shit, I actually want to retire when I'm 70. And this might go out to you know the, that group of people that was saying, I'm going to live my life today because I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Trust me, unless you die, you're going to have to worry about tomorrow at some point. So some point, yeah. yes, I want you to live your life today, but not at the expense of tomorrow as well. Not at the expense of, as long Very as you can do well it said. in alignment with, just not at the expense of tomorrow. Because tomorrow's can be pretty brutal for a lot of people, right? Um, so appreciating the process, I think is really, uh, uh, really important. Another way to, for me that I, that, that I brought up a little bit earlier, uh, to help me stay focused on success, uh, and, def- and helping with my definition of success is just learning something often. Like what am I growing towards? Uh, where a lot of people get in that kind of drifting mentality where you're kind of like, you know, it's more, it's like groundhog's day, same things happening day after day. Because they're not moving toward the needle towards something. Like mm-hmm. uh, I think in one of my one of our podcasts that was back in March, I said that there's going to be certain people that at the end of COVID are going to have a new language learned. Yeah. Well, five months later, there is there's somebody that's yeah. now speaking a different language because they seize the moment and they use the opportunity to the extra time at yeah. home to just learn a little bit every single day because they couldn't go out for a little bit of time to go see friends every moment every day, right? Um, so what are you pursuing? I don't care what it is. If it's a hobby, awesome. I don't care because if I you are going to bust your ass all day long, but you know that this afternoon for two hours, I'm going to play racquetball and I'm getting better and better and better yeah. at playing racquetball. 
that alone, that two hours is enough to not just satiate, but like make a great day for somebody. Absolutely. Right? Um, moving the needle, just, just the moving I think, the needle. Um, I think we, as, as adults and parents, um, or just adults, we, uh, we really lose sight of how important finding those little hobbies or, yep. or projects or, or whatever are along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of sad. It's like, why did, like, I was a cheerleader my whole life. Why does it have to end? Like, right. why, like, why can't, why can't there be adult cheerleading squads? You know, of I course. mean, how fun would that be? Because you would definitely lead it. You'd I, be the captain. Absolutely. And it would all be in better health and shape and everything because of it. Why does it have to end? Um, but one thing uh, we did tell the kids and was, you know, there, there's a lot of hours in the day to fill. Um, and we've have been having this conversation obviously, cause it's been summer and, um, I did pick up a new hobby and it was fun. Um, I actually have been working in the yard, which is not mm. something like I, 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 it was in the vows. I do not do yard work. Like it's not my thing. I don't like it. And so it's was been, it really in your vows. No, <laughs> it's like, that's no, impressive. but it, I mean, you know, it's like, you know what you're getting here. Right. There's no bait and switch. I am not, <laughs> I am not a yard girl. Um, the kids really have kind of struggled with if they're not playing baseball, if they're not going to school, if they're not, you know, doing what they normally do, what do they do besides play video games or play ride bikes with their friends? Right. And so we, um, we challenged them to everybody. Um, we gave everybody a little budget and they had to find a passion project to work on something that is not going to be us nagging. It's going to be them saying, what can I, you know, like the boys want to do a little room renovation and build some shelves. If this is not something that I want to have to say, are you guys going to go build your shelves? It's let's go do it. Let's go build our shelves, you know? And so I think that, um, you know, just planting those or staying consistent and doing those things for ourselves. Um, you know, we can carry that into adulthood. And I think that Mm -hmm. is part of, you know, it's, it's part of the success the yep. success of everything. I want to kind of wrap up with uh, homework around this because uh, if you're if you're really wor- uh, working on this, struggling with it, um, you know, yes, action is the most important thing, but you should sit back and think about it uh, in quiet space or with your spouse. And maybe even you ask your parents. Stuff. Ask mm-hmm. your parents. So one thing I told my mom and dad that. Um, you know, what, they, what do you want to do when you grow, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I don't know, but I want to wear high heels. I want to work in a big office building and I want to carry a briefcase. That's really funny. Well, okay. And so, um, I don't know. How you, old were you when you said that? Young. I mean, I was young and elementary school yeah. for sure. And we had gone on a speaking engagement to Houston and I, um, I took a picture in the elevator, like a selfie of myself, like what I was wearing and, and sent it to my mom and dad. And they were like, you did it. You did it. And she reminded me of that. Um, so sometimes talking to your parents too, can like, they can tell you what you would say and what, and how simple is that? Right. Like, and I'm not going to lie. I do feel pretty good in my rock and heels. And when I pull up to our beautiful office, you know, like with a great bag, it feels pretty damn good. Well, here's my final thoughts. And I want to make sure that you guys start working on this for homework. So the first thing is, is like spending a little bit of quality. Like I have in my calendar an hour a week, every week that I work on my business, not in my business, right? That's why I call it work on your business, not in your business. So if the business is the business of life, if the business is your family, whatever it is, 
like taking a little bit of time every week to work on it, look at it, address it, measure it, whatever is super important. And so um, coming up with your, like, it doesn't have to be work related. It doesn't have to be money related, but what is your one-year goal and vision? What is your five-year vision of your life? Like, what do you really, like, I'm very clear about how I'm going to die. Like, I know where I'm going to retire. I know where I'm going to die. My wife is very clear about how many months she'll be with me where I retire. Um, but <laughs> I don't me, think I know where you're going. You I'm, I'm going to be in Jacksonville, Wyoming. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I'm gonna, uh, I will be in Jacksonville, Wyoming. Uh, I will be 100 years old. The way I'm going to die is going to be swinging an axe, cutting uh, wood on my own. And I'm going to have a fucking heart attack and die in the snow and I'll be happy. And that um, reminds but me it's of weird Breaking to Bad. It reminds me of how he dies in the... I, don't, I didn't the, see the end. Thanks for ruining it. Don't tell me. <laughs> oh my but, gosh but yeah i haven't the seen best the end, ending but, ever uh, but seriously like i'm very clear about that's something i want so literally once a year i talk to chris and i'm like should we go up to jackson and look at land like should i go buy a lot right now like it's something that we're okay. constantly talking about that'd be fun <laughs> um but yeah so and christy's really clear like i will be up there all the summer months six months a year and you'll be by yourself <laughs> for six months a year but we have that conversation like that's yeah. a real ongoing conversation we talk about um you know we, t- we talk about like um, what's enough for us to retire and be like comfortable, not like, and have what, what is important to us, not have a freaking yacht that's not important to us. Right. So not keeping up with the Joneses, but what do we really want? Where do we really want to go? And then you massage it, talk about it, play on it. And then the question then always goes back to, well, what are you actively doing to move the needle towards that? I have to give you this area. You are very, very good at, um, being true to who you are and what you want. Because you could arguably have whatever you want or whatever you think they want you to have. You really could. And you're very like flip-flops, hunting, like let's go and like play in the woods, you know, and like let's just chill. Um, Because that's who you are. But but that's who you are at the end of the day, I think. you just deserve kudos there because you really do stay true to that. Yep. Uh, I don't need, I don't need cocaine and helicopters, uh, to be happy. I don't need that (laughs) helicopter. No, I don't need that. That's uh, my wife always says, that's where where rich people die. Rich people die (laughs) in helicopters, right? Uh, rest in peace, peace, Kobe, uh, small planes. She doesn't want to get in small planes. Mm. I'm like, my dad had a small uh, small plane. She's like, great. Our family will not. It's like, okay, cool. (laughs) And then I decide, is this the, is this the sword I want to die on? Like, do I want to argue about this or no, I'm like, how about boats, wood. baby? How about boats? And she's like, no, I get seasick. It's like, okay, cool. The woods are what's left. That's why I play so the woods. So it's really not you. It's, it's Christy keeping you humble. Yeah, it's fine with me. <laughs> you won't let you do another right. crazy stuff. But, um, you know, Eric, for what it's worth, I hope that was a helpful conversation. If, if any guys, if viewers disagree with something I said, that's awesome. Like, let me know about it and I'll address and it. And tell us what yeah. you, like, tell us what your secret sauce Please is. Please get to, to into the conversation stuff. yourselves. Yeah. And email us, yeah. uh, email us any other questions, but. Um, but doing a one year, a, a, a five year, a 10 year vision, a life plan, like what you want, you think some bucket list, bucket list things along the way, but then really break it down to the daily, like what's going to make today great. What's yeah. to make this week great. And if you can focus on just winning the day, not where I'm going to be, like what mm-hmm. I'm going to do today to win the day. I think that, um, I know in my professional and personal experience, my level of joy is through the roof the last couple of years. Yeah. And, um, which is great. I people mean, that have been around me, they'll say the same thing. Like my level of joy is through the roof and it has nothing to do with how much I'm making. Mm-mm. And I've mm-hmm. absolutely had some challenges in my life and in my business the last two years, three years. And I'm still 
the most joyous I've ever been. And so these are some simple steps I hope that you follow. Absolutely. That was fun. That was fun. Hey, Rock. we'll see you next time on Sigmund Sense, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Bye-bye.